0: You're now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network.
1: And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. Let me let me just say before we start the show, everybody, we are here for you here on United 96. We are here to either pull you off the ledge. Or jump with you. One of the two. Either way, we're together in this. We're together. I think in both. This. I think we're I think we're both <laughs> gonna
0: jump and stand on the bridge. It's gonna be a lot of of things going on today.
1: Yeah, there's going to there's be a lot of. uh I think this is going to be a catharsis for for John and I. This is going to be therapy we're going to have with each other as we talk ourselves through another DC United loss. But before we get into that, John, how are you doing, my friend? How was how was your weekend? uh Sam's DC United game. You can get into that if you want, but I'm giving you the option to
0: yeah I'm delay gonna that. that. <laughs> I'm going to delay that for just
1: a, just a few seconds.
0: Uh, it was it was a pretty good weekend. I don't recall. Any, I played baseball. Yeah, that's it. I'm trying to remember. I'm like, I have like a low level soreness at all times now, just mm-hmm. like an old man achiness. And I sometimes I forget why, but that's because I, I'm trying to play a sport as a, as an old, as an old man. Uh, and now I just hurt all the time, but that's my own fault. But we win every game by like 15 runs. So at least, at least we're not bad. Like other, like other DC teams, at least there's that. What about you? What'd you do, Ted?
1: uh i uh i I of course went to i went to the fabled gus's bar and grill over in richmond for the uh kickers watch party they lost one to nothing uh less disappointing of a result i think than than the game we're about to talk to also had the dc game in the background um so that 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 wasn't that wasn't fun but uh then I i went to go uh have lunch with the folks in charlottesville for easter that was fun to see them um and then basically just Kind of had a had a lazy day around the house. Didn't get any games to referee. Um, I I realized I blacked this weekend out for some reason. I'm sure there was a reason. I couldn't exactly remember why. But um, but yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, other than what we're about to talk about, uh, it was an okay weekend. Okay weekend for me. Let's jump into and it. Let's have like that other thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk let's talk about that other thing. DC United suffering their fourth straight loss of the season. Their third straight at home. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they've had, they've lost four now, three games at home, one on the road and uh, MLS. That's usually a recipe for disaster. Thankfully, this is early in the season and it's not later in the season. So there's that. But uh, things aren't too good in D.C. United land. Uh, it started great. And let's before we get into the absolute terrible awfulness, let's at least talk about how good things felt, how, how, how happy things felt. And I think this, this added just to the, to the impact, I think of how awful this game was. Uh, Let's start with the lineup. Uh, Some, some surprises out there in the lineup, uh, namely being your boy, Jackson Hopkins, getting his first start over Edison Flores. Um, John repping the Fredericksburg, probably like the only like positive thing we got from this game was his start. Uh, And he looked, uh, he did not look out of place, which is, uh, awesome to see in so many ways. Uh, again, it's a good performance, so maybe that inflates it a little bit. Um, he had, I think, an eight, around eighty-two percent passing accuracy. Uh, he generated one one chance. I feel like I'm, that is a there. There's
0: some there's some uh, inverse home cooking scoring there. I, I can't. <laughs> I counted at least three or four from from my seat. I think I tweeted at halftime that I don't want to say that this is statistically accurate or relevant, but I'm pretty sure that he created more positive offense than Edison Flores had done in his entire DC United career. I don't know if that's true, but based on the amount of likes, the vibe is felt by, by quite a, quite a good chunk of our listenership anyway. Uh, But yeah, we we could talk more about this later on the line. Let's sort of stay focused on the lineup. Uh, I think important to notice who was in there and also important to notice who wasn't in the lineup. I think, the fact that Edison Flores, while healthy, sits on the bench, Michael uh, Mike Estrada, while healthy, sits on the bench, I think is notable. Certainly some of that is about you know lineup choices and maybe tactics. Brad Smith apparently did not play for a tactical reason, but it it, it gave us an opportunity to see what this club looks like with Andy Nahar in a bit more of an advanced position. Mm-hmm. So that was fun, and we'll, and we'll talk about that in a little bit too. I'm trying to think if there was any other notable facts. Uh, Nigel Bertha gets the start alongside Ola Kamara. Which I think will be relevant. I have lots of I have lots of things to say about Nacho Bertha. I have many many thoughts on on the way he's played uh, both in this game and also so far in his career when he is healthy. Are there any other uh, sort of notable
1: things from the lineup? I don't think that there were. Well, well you talk about you talk about the Andy Nahar being further up the field, and I think we've all we've all kind of. It seems to me the the game plan for DC should be. Rotate Andy Nahar in different spots where you think he can be the most effective and throw teams off because I think what we saw so we saw everybody last year have zero answer for Nahar dribbling out of center back this year while he has had some moments I think it has been a little bit muted again the front three has not been as good the attack hasn't been as good so maybe that's been contributing a bit to it. So he slots out left, which actually is not a position he normally plays. He normally plays either on the right wing, right wing back. He's been a right winger for years. But I think what we got out of him in this position was his ability to dribble on the ball. He was cutting inside, doing all the things he actually does kind of as a sort of a wide center back in in the role, which is getting forward and allowing to dribble. And I think being in that spot, allowed him to play a more advanced attacking role, uh, not to be so reliant on his right foot and forced to f- sort of face the goal and have to dribble in on players. And it was incredibly effective through large stretches of that game. He, of course, picks up the assist, injury concern as well. But I thought that was an interesting tactical shift uh, from Lasada, and it actually worked very effectively. Uh, go ahead. One more lineup, One more lineup
0: choice that we want to look at. Donovan Pines makes his first start of the season, mm-hmm. which will be notable, I think, in the second half of this game. Uh, other than that, uh, Chris Durkin continues to be an automatic first choice uh, pairing with Russell Canals, which I think, again, the stats don't really bear this out. I think maybe he I think the second half, maybe the midfield getting steamrolled, maybe pushed on his numbers. But I, I thought he looked uh, just as he did in his first game back, uh, exceedingly calm on the ball and looking to make things happen, not making mistakes more physically strong than he went, than he was when he left. I continue to think that is going to be a sneaky, really, really good move for this club. Much better. I think he's better than Junior Moreno. He's better than the Felipe would have been. He is certainly a player that uh, I think it's uh, it's an upgrade from where they were last year in that position alongside Knaus. Although Knaus leaving, if Knaus gets injured again, which he will because it's inevitable at this point, uh, I think that that the problem will still persist. I think that Knaus, the... Uh, i'm trying to think of the exact word but basically the the what canals brings is not repre- not duplicated by the other options on the bench that would replace mm-hmm. him so that's that still remains a problem uh but maybe not well, maybe not one of our biggest problems
1: <laughs> so let's yeah. talk about let's talk about this game yeah let's well, well first and i guess another thing i want another player i want to mention also i thought julian gressel finally uh came back and i thought finally put in a performance uh, it may not have been a perfect performance, but it was certainly a lot better of a performance. Uh, j- just want to bring that up because I feel like maybe he got kind of lost a little bit, lost a little bit in the shuffle. Uh, this was an encouraging performance from him. And I'm hopeful if the front, if, if taxi can, if he taxi can get in sort of the same spots that Kamara did in that first half, uh, we'll, we'll have something here. Uh, he picked up an assist. Uh, so his, I believe either the second or third of the game. So he so would have, he would have looked
0: great. I think if he didn't get cross body blocked, uh, I forget who one of the, one of the meaty center backs on Austin uh, gave him a wrestling move. uh, And I don't think Russell was the same after that. I think he was pretty much suffering the rest of the game, but good call out. He did play well. We do have a, we do have a caller here that wants to talk about the roster, which I think we probably can do before we get into the game. Uh, Jay, are you on the line? Yeah,
2: I'm here. Can you guys hear me?
0: We can. So uh, the roster, how is it? (laughs) How how good is this roster?
2: Well, I I was about to ask, I don't know if I'm jumping to conclusions here, but where would you say that this current roster sort of ranks compared to last year um, in terms of the, you know, the Lasada era? Because maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, but I thought, like you guys are saying, Taxi looked great, um, Hopkins looked great, Durkin's back. Like, in terms of the physical, like, players on the roster, I'm I'm willing to say at this point that this is the – you know, the best set of players that Lasada has had yet. Um, The game management and the actual, you know, game results itself that, you know, a lot of question marks there and you guys are getting into the game now, but I'm just curious from just pure sort of talent perspective. um, Am I, am I ahead of myself by saying, I think things actually look good in terms of the uh, talent on the field, but you know, outside of the results.
0: I would say, despite my t-shirt, it's way, it's, it's about uh, two months too early to say on Jackson Hopkins. I think that we, similar to our early season, and some people still hold very, very, very high regards on uh, Mr. Uh, Jafal. And I think that's, that's warranty's injured now. That's fine. But I think that I'm trying to, I'm, I have the 2021 roster in front of me. And the only player that I would um, Paul Ariola is still not, I would say, accounted for. Uh, in in the changes that's really and obviously i think that was not a thing they were planning on certainly something they didn't really want to do and their hand were was, was somewhat forced although i think you can argue maybe not until the, if if they really wanted to drag their feet and say not till the summer they probably could have done that i think that i am waiting to see who this third designated player is and what they can manifest from that and maybe sort of bring in that that winger i do like again early on taxi i was i was pretty pleased with what i saw in at the beginning of his appearance he also came in with a man down things are it's a hard to really draw too many conclusions from that but I think I would say that I think you're right this is a more talented roster if you look at it from top to bottom than last year Kevin Freddy's being being gone is a problem and some players have I, I'm not I'm trying to look I don't think any players have really taken a big step forward uh, from last year so from a development perspective Nyman has not Pines has not Nigel Bertha has not. Edison Flores has not. Uh, So that's, that's, that's the one thing. I think that, I think that the talent, the individual player talent has improved. The Areola position needs to be rectified. But
1: other than that, I think you're probably right. Ted, do you have a, do you have an opinion? I think, I think the potential of this team, the ceiling is in my mind, a little bit higher than it was. I feel like last year we had, you know, Areola is Areola. He was going to be as good as he was really. If you, if you really think about Paredes was the only guy that you saw had potential to get better, Uh, that the ceiling was higher for him. And other than that, it was a lot of, you know, more proven guys. Yordi Rain is the same player, you know, pretty much his ceiling is, is, is capped. I think you talk about guys like Jackson Hopkins. You talk about guys like uh, even, even Pines still has some potential. I I think this team has sort of hit a soft reset button. Um, I think the potential talent in ceiling is potentially higher for this team, uh, but they have to realize it. And I think, at the beginning of this year, I would have called you crazy. I think the, the move to bring in Taxi Early, the move to bring in Chris Durkin, has kind of allowed this team maybe to be, at the very least, you can call it, even if you want to be cynical, you can say maybe it's still a little bit worse. But I think there's no arguing that there is, there is, there is potential. There is certainly potential in this team. And I think that ceiling is higher than it was last season. Jay, are you optimistic?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm, I was first calling in because, I mean, it just seems like it's a funeral out there on Twitter and, you know, <laughs> and, and everyone's calling it, calling everything over, you know, and, and it just, I mean, that first, yeah, you guys are going to talk about the game. And so, you know, I'll let you get to that, but you know, that first half was I think one of the best they've played, you know, at least I can remember under Lasada, I think. And, you know, and Kamara gets sent off and then the whole game changes, but, you know, things looked excellent up to that point. And that was even before they brought taxi on. So, uh, I i don't know, like, obviously the results are not great and, you know, thing, thing, you know, there's there's reasons to be upset and you guys can get into that as well. But I don't know, at the same time, I'm, may, you know, maybe I'm too optimistic, but things, things look good to me. But um, Wait, anyway, so uh, Jay, I, I Jay, appreciate you guys all hang up. Oh, were you,
0: uh, well, before you leave, were you in the stadium?
2: Uh, not for this game, no, no. All right. I'm going to say heard, that
0: that is a little bit of maybe like the flavor of the, of the hurt maybe a little bit turned back from not being physically in the spot. I think that just just based on the I am generally, you know me, you listen to the show. I would say Ted is the on yeah. un, on un, unrelenting optimist. I am mostly optimistic. I am generally optimistic. Uh, I am, you're gonna see very shortly that 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 has there's some layers taken off the onion after having been sitting through that in person i that's i'm just guessing that may be it may be a a, a slight factor on the on the optimism maybe not
1: hey i appreciate your optimism appreciate my that. friend keep keep up the good fight keep up the good fight
2: yeah <laughs> all right I'll, I'll hang up and listen to you guys talk about it but uh thanks yeah, jay keep, keep me in my thanks, seat jay. here all right yeah
1: yeah, so I mean let's let's talk about the game. I appreciate I appreciate somebody calling in and saying, you know what, it's it's Because actually I, I was I was extremely down. I, I would say Sunday was a pretty bad day for me. And I, it, it's it's becoming a cycle for me. It's like I'm very, very down on games like that. Let's let's get into the game. So obviously we talked about I think we pretty much covered the first half. Kamara gets two goals. Well, and then let's talk about this incident because I, I think I'm kind of debating on where I on where I land on it, um, and maybe this is because I've had an affinity for Kamara. Um, but let, let's talk about it. So, if, if you haven't watched it, Kamara gets his first goal, uh, takes off his shirt, and that is a automatic yellow card. Uh, referee, this referee was a new referee. Uh, she was certainly being assessed, uh, so she has to do that. And the end, referees have to; they're forced into that every situation. Ref- every referee gives a yellow card for that. There has not I've been see- one. When and maybe not Yeah, maybe it's been a while, but I feel like I've seen maybe it's just not known. Maybe it doesn't become a big issue. I feel like it is one of those things. It's like if he does this and nothing else happens, no one's talking about this. Correct. No one. No no one is talking about this. Correct. It's it's because then he goes and makes a stupid tackle and then picks up the second yellow. Also, because
0: usually when you do that, there isn't 80 minutes left in the game for you to make your second your second stupid mistake. But go ahead. Continue.
1: Yes. But so anyway, he takes off his shirt. He is uh, shown a yellow. It's not really shown on the screen. Everyone's fine. Everybody's like, you know, first of all, I, I wanted to know what was on the shirt. I was like, is this like, you know, uh, uh, is this a, you know, cocky striker making a message to the team that's apparently wanting to trade him? That was my first thought, but uh, apparently it was a message to his grandmother. Does that help at all? Maybe a bit in my mind, um, but but let's get into it. So then he, he gets the second goal. Uh, things are going great. He makes a bad tackle towards the end of the first half, picks up a second yell and gets sent off. Um, John, before I get into my thoughts about it, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, obviously bad, but I mean, how on a scale, how bad do you think this is? Very bad.
0: Very, very selfish. Very bad. I I think it was selfish because of the time that it occurred in the game. If you're going to be that selfish to make a state, make it about you and make it about your desire to eat, it was for a message for his dead grandmother a a message we can all understand and, and, and appreciate. There are things he could have done. So that didn't assess him a yellow card. There are things he could have done. uh, He could have waited until later in the game. Uh, He could have done anything he wanted to do, but he chose to do what he did and that happened. Okay. That's fine. I think that's a bad decision. The, the, the tackle he made late in the first half in the, in the attack, in the defensive box for Austin for no reason slide tackles a guy and it's an obvious yellow. I don't think there's any, there's there's no doubt that it was a yellow card offense. He put, he, he completely sucked the energy out of the game single-handedly for the, on the back of two horrible, bad decisions, both of them, one of them selfish, one of them stupid. And this is a player that has struggled to stay on the field. He's struggled to stay healthy. Sometimes he's, he scores goal when he plays, he's, he's effective. He's an effective striker. Uh, but, this is, I I, I, I I don't, nothing's unforgivable, right? He has not come out and apologized as far as I know. He has not said, I regret, you know, my actions, none of those things that that would have been something he should have done immediately. And he did not do that. I first thought, by the way, talk about a stupid idea. The first thing I thought was, so he took a shirt off and then they showed his celebration picture, like his, um like his profile picture on the video board. And it was, he wasn't in the Jersey. He was in the zip up, which is weird to me to have like the player celebrating picture, not in the Jersey and just like a, like a warm up jacket. Like he was a bench player. And I was like, did he take that off? Cause he doesn't like the sponsor. Like, is it, is this like a, is this like a, a Ted Lasso thing? He's like, no, I hate this thing. I'm taking this off and I'm not going to take a picture with it before the game. Uh, that then I would have been like, man, there'd have been some people on on Reddit and on, on the Discord who are big Ola Kamara fans. If that if that's the reason why, and then unfortunately it was not that. Uh, but yeah, my, my point of view is that it was uh, stupid, cost the team, uh, put them in a put them in a negative position for very little upside. And I think the fact that he didn't apologize after the fact or realize that he he did that damage to his team is uh, I think that's a character mistake
1: on on his part. What do you think? I I think. I think he could have, I mean, you're right. He very well could have, maybe he didn't think he would play the full 90 minutes. He's probably right. Um, You know, at the end of the game, doing something like that with your team, you know, I'm not gonna, it it was, it it was for his grandmother. I think that does soften it a little bit in my mind. It's not a, it it is still a, a selfish act to do that after scoring a goal for yourself. And I think this, it, it honestly, the team is talking about signing a player, a, a goalkeeper, which we'll talk about in a minute. I'm not going to be surprised if we hear about a trade coming up soon, or some some sort of way that he is that that he is. I think he's. I think this moved him uh, very far down on on Lasada's uh, 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 s list, basically. I'll say, <laughs> um, and I he was, and Lasada was very clearly upset and said, "This cost us the game," and I don't think you can deny that. I think this team did enough in those 35 minutes. They should have been able to see out the rest of another 10 and not given up uh, three goals. But uh, yeah, they, they, it was certainly a situation that put this team um, team in, in a bad spot and exactly. it caused them the, to go in the back foot. The, the exact quote the on
0: that was we made mistakes. I saw certain attitudes. I said, you can't get a yellow card by celebrating pulling out your shirt, especially a player with that experience. He scored two very good goals. And then you put yourself out of the game doing that. The team goes always first. It has to be a collective above individual at all times, especially with me as a coach. Uh, so, do not expect Olakamara to. If, if there's at all, if it's at all possible, if there's a human body that's on the bench that can play forward that's available, I think for a little while he's going to be there over Olakamara. Just anticipate that.
1: Yeah, uh, and maybe it, this opens up. I think honestly, honestly, he scores two goals, plays well. I think that. Puts Estrada further down on the bench for sure because of this situation. I think Estrada probably starts probably starts against uh, New England. I think he gets a run out there. Um, I think he's back in the lineup. I'll be curious to see who plays in that Open Cup game coming up tomorrow. I know that there are some limitations on the amount of international players you can take. You can play, and both Kamara and Estrada uh, count as internationals, so that also could play a role in it. Uh, I'll be curious to see what what type of team they they uh, they roll out there. I would uh, say a player that we didn't see start this game we're likely to see start
0: that game, which is Edison Flores. I yeah. bet you, I bet you he is think Bronco Boscovich in the open cup at, at Maryland soccer plex against lower, lower level opposition. This is an opportunity for him to get some confidence up to, to try to deliver any sort of value to this team uh, whatsoever on the field. But it's important to look at this and say, Lasada sees he Lasada sounds like a, like a fan, right? Like he's like this, he is not pulling his weight. He's not, the effort is not there necessarily the way I want it to be. And he's just not going to play. I don't care how much we're paying him. I don't care what the transfer fee was. I'm going to put a 17 year old kid out there in a debut in a game we'd like to win. Uh,
1: and, and, and that's just going to be the deal. And, and you brought it. I, I think that's an important, I, I bet you that, that, that was an important message. I think Lasada was sending to his two players down the bench to a player like Edison Flores players like michael estrada i I have hope that estrada can can get it together and 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 put together some performances and i think dc is going to have to rely on him after after what happened with kamara uh but a guy like edison flores you know Jaskin hopkins goes up there shows more in as a 17 year old than we've gotten in you know all year from edison flores I, i think this is a very clear message from lasada and it also sends a message i think for You know, we, we've talked with Charlie Boehm and Charlie Bohm has, has covered a little bit of the D.C. Academy for years. You know, there were coaches around the area that told parents, do not have your kids sign for D.C. He will not play. He will sit on the bench. Uh, it's not a good development system. D.C. to their everybody complains about ownership. Everybody complains about investment. Uh, D.C., I think, is finally heading on the right track, uh, both from a coaching and front office perspective on, on, on signing young players giving them, you know, a location in Loudoun where they can develop, where they can get minutes, where they can play, uh, where they can grow a little bit before making the jump to the big team uh, and and doing things like this. So I understand there's, you know, people on Twitter were talking about, you know, that lack of investment, lack of investment. I would argue this team has not invested on the top end of the squad, but they've started to do some of the the little things right and to sort of turn this around. It's not a big splash, and I don't think it will be a big splash. Uh, but doing things like this, signing Jackson Hopkins, if that means maybe we don't get a DP, but we start developing talent, exciting talent, we start, you know, becoming a develop developmental powerhouse, we start selling players for big fees, then we can become a Dallas and we can go out and we can spend you know twelve million dollars on a player once we've built up that that capital and that revenue. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit on that. I
0: think that these signings are less about any sort of impact on our ability to invest at the top of the roster. Like I think you were saying that if we do that, that means maybe we don't get another DP down the line. I think what we're doing is getting less Ramon Abilas on this team and spending that money. So not starters, not even your second guys, but your depth players from wherever that aren't, they're never going to be starters on the team. They're never going to make a real big impact, but for the, either for coaches benefit or whatever, just to make the bench a little bit more experienced, we'll bring those players in on three, four, $500,000. Instead we're saying, or let's get a low cost, let's get a low cost asset that potentially grows. And then we'll, we'll throw them out there and see how they do. They do well. That's great. If they don't, they're Antonio Bustamante. We cut them next year and who cares? It's not a big deal. Um,
1: So, and and it, and and it, and it gives, it gives you the young players opportunity more better talent around the area is going to say, here's my most direct pathway to a pro, to a pro contract. If I'm in, if I'm in Leesburg or I'm in Loudon or I'm in, Arlington and I'm playing on youth teams and I'm growing and I'm getting better, you know, I can say DC Academy comes and wants me. I say, Hey, look, look what Jackson Hopkins, look at Kevin Pratis. They gave him opportunities. It maybe didn't work out for Griffin. Yow, let's say, but he's still young, but it's, you know, they, I know they gave him plenty of opportunities to make that name. And then once that player does make that name, he's the starter. And that, and that wasn't for a long time. That was not the way under Ben Olson. So, um, so we've talked that we've talked a little bit about players. who have had
0: good, the good game even though the loss was there. We talked about Andy Nahar before he came off injured, excelling at left wing back. We talked about Jackson Hopkins, a player who was uh, who can't vote yet, uh, who, who came <laughs> in and played very well for, for most of the game. And Ola Kamara, who scored two, two great goals, uh, two stupid decisions and two great goals. Uh, but he did he did well. He finished well. He did his job. I'm going to talk a little bit about a player who has not done well, and uh, I believe has been a big miss uh, by the scouting department last year. Nigel Bertha for me, is not an MLS player. He's not physically capable. He, he's a large man that gets pushed off too easily by MLS defenders. He does not make the, the easy and available passes. He had two opportunities to square balls. He took two shots, both of them, two shots the entire game. Both of them were ill-advised, and if he had squared the ball, there would have been two more goals scored. Uh, he, he doesn't work. He doesn't press. He doesn't win duels, despite his the fact that he's a tall enough man that he should be challenging for some of those. He was a million dollars from Levia Sofia in Bulgaria. He is not an MLS player, uh, and I the, the good thing that the, the, I mean, they you, they spend a million dollars, whatever that that's pocket change in the world of international transfers for for strikers. But I this this guy is Eric Sorga to me. He, like he's just not he's not going to cut it. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't belong on an MLS roster. I don't want to see him out there. Yeah. I would much rather see Michael Estrada out there. He, remember folks he's on a loan to buy if, if he doesn't cut it that's fine no no you know no expense really incurred uh but i think we know what we have with nigel bertha and we have a guy that we could throw out there for the open cup but a guy but not a guy that you can count on uh to be a factor and really even to execute on the style of play the coach wants
1: yeah and, and i think i think at this point you're looking at taxi potentially Taking his taking the slot at this point. Um, again, the passing network. I brought this up in one of his appearances. Zero passes between him and Ola Kamara. I pretty. I'm not sure if it's Estrada or it, it maybe also Ola. Uh, if, if this tandem is going to work, and you talk about those square balls, uh, he had opportunities where he could have laid the ball off and had an easier shot. Instead, he took the selfish option to score the goal to try to score the goal to be the hero and it just it just isn't there i don't think he fits in a in a two striker system he might work in a single man system where the ball is just being played to him and he's Getting into spots, Um, but I just when I see that passing network and I see zero passes between him and his other strike partner, that's a problem, and that's not that's not a recipe for success. You never see passing networks where there's not even there's isn't some communication between those two between those two players, and I think that's that's a huge problem. Another player I think that deserves a call out, and and let me preface this: we we all love this player. This player has been a longtime DC United Stallworth. A, a absolute he he will be in the hall of tradition when 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 it's all said and done for this player I have no I have no qualms about about putting him in that hall of tradition uh, he may not be have the same sort of success or pedigree as some of the guys that that will be alongside of him but I think he deserves a spot here uh, but Bill Hamid I think has taken a serious serious step back um, it is he has not looked sharp uh, the the at least two of those at least one of those goals I think he had, he has an opportunity where he should have stopped it the last one. The last one definitely could have done better on the, on either of the other two as well. And then DC's walking out of here with a win uh, instead of a draw uh, and, 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 and stop one of those. It's, it's, it's a, it's a draw instead of a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is, I think it is high time that this team with the salary, particularly with the salary that he is making, if, if he was around the, you know, 100, 200,000, $300,000 mark for a goalkeeper, maybe it's okay. He is, I I'm pretty sure he is pushing that DP. He's basically paid at the max amount of salary. Uh, for a goalkeeper, and when you're putting that much salary into a goalkeeper, he needs to be top quality. Andre Blake, you know, Stefan Fry, Bill still has had good games. It has just not been is not been to the quality that this team needs right now if they're going to be successful. Uh, and I and I think I think Lasada knows that. And I think this I think this I think this signing that they have made they are uh, rumored to be going for uh, Rafael Rome, R- Romeo. Romeo. I think is the name. Um, Rafael, yeah, Rome, Rafael is, Romo, Rafael Romo, Rafael uh, Romo is a Venezuelan. Is that right? Venezuelan? I know he, he played in Belgium, but he actually played in Belgium uh, for with Lasada. He will, he will allegedly be the number two. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to make that work with the international slot, which is why I say if they announce this signing, uh, watch to see what happens. Uh, they do have some options. They could, you know, they could say, well, Jackson Hopkins is doing great. Jafal, I'm sorry, boss, sorry, boss, but you're an international We'll figure this out in the summer, but we need to we need to send you down for a bit, uh, just to just to free up the international slot. Um, I I think you could see if 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 Bill Hamid continues to put in a performance like he did against Austin, I think you could see Raphael uh, Romeo get some get some some minutes, uh, maybe some Open Cup minutes, maybe he spends maybe a small stint in Loudon just to get some some playing time um, and keeps the international slot slot free. But I, I think uh, I think Hernan losada is has an, a keen eye on finding a replacement. You don't bring in a guy that you know you're one of your guys in a, as a goalkeeper chewing up the international slot if you do not see an opportunity to uh, to bring to bring in something different for this team. Um, I'm not sure what uh, Hamid's contract situation is. I'm not sure if this is the last year of his contract or if he if he has another year. or So they may have an option year on it. Um, but I think we are looking potentially. If it so long as Lasada's coach and this season could go horribly wrong and they could let him go, I don't think that happens. But I think we are looking at a a the last few uh the last last few the last year or so of Bill Hamid because I think is looking to replace him at this point.
0: His contract expires this December.
1: Yeah. So this is this is his last year of his contract. I don't think I don't think DC renews it. I think he takes up too much cap space now for what he's done. And I know a lot of DC fans love Bill. I love Bill, but I think this is the direction the team is going. We wanted a different, refreshed look. And this is this is what we get. Are, I think, am, I, am I wrong in this, or do you think I'm on the I'm on the right path? I think there, I think
0: I, I would I would partially agree with you. I think this team did no favors for Bill Hamid firing his goalkeeper coach and not hiring, not finding anyone that could push him for minutes. Uh, any goalkeeper needs competition. Any goalkeeper needs uh something to keep them sharp. He started off the season well. He had a if you look at foot mob. 8-5, 8-8, two clean sheets against two really bad teams and ever since uh, lost two nothing against Chicago, 6 point4, two to two to one at Toronto, 5.8, one to nothing Atlanta, 6.1 and then the 3.4 against Austin uh, conceding three goals in 10 minutes. I think that down run of form happens. I think that he the, the challenge for him is that he is paid like a goalkeeper, that can single-handedly keep his team in games. And he usually does. He almost always has. Uh, he's had a bad month and a half with this with this club. I don't think he's looking to be replaced. I think he's looking to be pushed and to see what kind of keeper he can be in this contract year for him. I can't see him going somewhere in MLS. Maybe he'll have to if there's no tender offered. I, I just can't believe that that would be the case. Some, but that has happened to numerous DC United players throughout history. Sometimes... Great legends just don't work with the, the contract. Happens all the time. Happens
1: all the time. I, I, have, thought, I have thought this quietly for years. His contract situation. If, if he is out there keeping DC in games, I, I struggle to think. And I know the team hasn't been good around him. I understand that. But I'm, I don't think he has done. He the, the, the games in which he has kept this team in, alive in games they had no business being alive in. Have become fewer and fewer, far between, um, and it's starting that that regression is starting. And when you're paid as much as you're paid uh, for him as a goalkeeper, not saying he didn't deserve it coming back. I think he absolutely deserved it. And I think for 2018 to 2019, I think he was he was he kept this team in games they had no business being in. Certainly 2014, 2015. But I think you're starting to see you're starting to see. I think you're right about the competition. I think they brought in they're presumably bringing in that competition. Yeah. Uh, to hopefully compete with him for that spot. And he could rise to the occasion. He could absolutely rise to the occasion. He can make me eat my words. I think if he doesn't put in a, a much improved performance where he actually wins games, you know, this team's becoming more analytics-driven. I'd be curious to know what the stats say about, you know, they, they've been, the, the goalkeeper stats are a little bit of a development, but, you know, they talk about, you know, expected goals against and then how many of those are expected, you know, you're sort of expected to save and where you, you fit on that spectrum. Um, I, would be very curious to see what those stats are and maybe they're looking at those stats and maybe it doesn't look good right now. Maybe, you know, even in games where he played well, the team still, he still didn't do well enough, uh, and in games when this team is peppered, when they need their goalkeeper to stand up, he's not standing up. We'll see. Uh, I think, I think that's going to be a storyline to follow this year is what happens with him this year. I think his, his spot is more under question than it has ever been at DC in his entire career. Let's talk about these goals
0: that he conceded here. One of, uh, <laughs> we never even actually talked about it because so, it was so horrible, but uh, <laughs> the defending uh, went to, to pot there uh, on, on those true. three goals. I think that what you felt, you felt it. I know that in the stadium, you could feel it, that as soon as that first goal went in, I, I had no confidence they weren't going to lose. That's a two goal swing from where they were, but I was like, this is for sure going to end 3-2. Absolutely. The team has just switched off. They're out of juice. Uh, I would say Lasada waited a little too long to, to to move some legs out that were clearly there wasn't a lot of options and based on the players that he got that put in I think Gasu Sumake probably not a MLS ready player yet again I think we're finding that you can for every Jackson Hopkins and Sofian Dufalls there's a there is Gasu Sumake there is a Nigel Bertha there are players who are not ready yet. Uh, and uh, that that man got that got <laughs> I, was that the second goal? I think that was the second goal that was scored was his fault. The first goal that was scored was right in front of Donovan Pines. He missed. He he lost his man on running, and uh, fl- the ball was floated over him and headed in. And then the last goal was Bill Hamid, a ball that was that was uh, yeah. a, a, kicked right into his feet and and, and, let, and let it squirt by. And Obviously, he by his reaction, he knew he should have had it.
1: Yeah. And, and and here, here I will defend Lasada a little bit on his sub tactics, just in the sense of what happened. So Nahar down, goes down. Down a, so, man,
0: down a man hurts right there. So from the yeah. start, your your substitution pattern is not what you want it to be.
1: Yeah, so so down a man. So, and then uh, Nahar goes down with an injury. Hopefully everything's okay there because, goodness gracious, this 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 season gets scary if he's not healthy. And I feel like we're kind of glancing over that because we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, uh, we don't want to talk in, about that. You bring in Odiotson. Yep. You bring right, in Odiatsum, right. he goes down. So you've burned two of your sub windows. So you have one sub window left. And I think I'm pretty sure that all happened. I've to, to look at the exact uh, the exact times those sub happens. But it was still like it was like sixty minute, like basically before sixty minutes. And then they, minutes, they bring on yeah they 51, bring on taxi mm-hmm. yeah fifty one
0: Odiyatsu comes on for the, the injury uh, uh, and then goes off in the fifty seventh. So Samake on the fifty seventh, and then taxi on the fifty eighth.
1: Yeah. So but you burn you burn two of those sub. So you have one sub window left. And you have Tony O'Farr out there who you could throw on, but that's your only defensive player, and then you were basically leaving a sub on the table. So I think he did in the situation he was in. I think if 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 Odiatsum doesn't go down, I think you see Samake come on for somebody else. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe a different type of player rather than having to burn those two subs, especially being a man down. I think I I don't think there's a situation in which in which that would have been. Rectified And maybe bringing on a guy like uh, Skundrich a little earlier, just to be that destroyer. I think it's a question of when do you make that sub? And I think he probably was like, well, let me ride this game out 60, 70 minutes. If we don't give up a goal, then I think it turned 80 minutes. And maybe he did wait too long, but it it was, it was pretty fast and furious as far as those, as far as those two goals, uh, especially. So I will, I will Monday morning quarterback and say, this is what I would have done. So after Nahar
0: comes off injured, Adoyatsum <laughs> comes on, that's a fine sub. I think that's right. That's somewhat like for like, is mm-hmm. obviously a big drop off, but at least like for like, when Odiyatsum gets hurt, I would have said, well, all right, we're going to go a four-man back line. Tony Alfaro is coming on. He's going to play a, a stationary left back. Gressel is going to play farther back on the right. No, no running up and down the lines and you're going to have your, uh, no, uh, no, I would have, put, I would have moved Gressel up. I would have had Alfaro uh burnbaum Heinzeich and Donovan Pines as 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 your back four. I would have not worried about being on taxi. That would I think he was he was very set to get taxi in the game, even if it didn't necessarily lend to game state. I would have put Flores in. Flores an exper- an experienced player for whatever else you have about him. He hasn't been great offensively, but he he knows the system. He should be able to put hopefully if nothing else put a little calmness in that midfield as things started to feel a little bit a little bit shaky. I would have, I would have maybe put him in there, and I think, I think the fact that we didn't put him in there at all, and uh, Drew Skender's only came in in the 89th and Estrada. That was after the third goal, so right. It was uh, the the Scandridge and Estrada subs came after the third goal. No, it was right. It was right 89th. before.
1: It was right before the third goal.
0: So it was right after the, the second 90th? goal.
1: They yeah, they scored to the 90th. Yep. All right. they, they, they 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 had did. made the subs. Yeah, in the 89th, and then the goal was in the 90th.
0: All right, take that part out. But I would have, I would have put in Alfaro over who has had zero minutes at all for DC United this year so far. Early, early yet. Uh, as as opposed to Samake, Samake did not. He did not have a good performance. I would, I would, I would say. Yeah. Not that he was the biggest problem, but uh, there, there's, there's a. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do. I, there's, there's, there's very few players on that bench that can calm a game down. None of them. I'm looking at this really. No one's, no one's Leia put the, put the ball. No one's a Felipe, for instance. Like if you look, you look like Felipe is a guy you would have put in, in that situation to calm down yeah. the midfield after, after red, after red card and an injury. But he came on for, he came on for Austin. I figured he was going to score, uh, but he did not. At least is that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, we went way long.
1: <laughs> yeah, we went, we went, we went way long. And and I think, and I think to, to sort of wrap things up here, I, I think this is a a big week and I, I said this, on Twitter, this is a big week for, for Losada. Uh, th- this could be viewed as I think this is going to be a potential potential. I say fork in the road type of type of game where this season could go. This could be the thing that just completely breaks the roster that breaks the team. I, I think it's a good thing that maybe the team knows, Hey, we got, we got help. That's coming, you know, on the way. Uh, or this is something that, that, you know, galvanizes, you know, a lot of the players, it galvanizes, you know the guys you want uh, on this team, and says, "Hey, we're better than this. Like, what are we doing out here? Like, this is we're we're, we're much better than this. I think they got an opportunity. They play Tuesday tomorrow um, against Flower you, City Flower City Union in the Open Cup. Uh beat good opportunity the, to, beat to the just get away off of this club. <laughs> Don't win one nothing. Don't win two beat the breaks off this club. Want, I, I, I wonder after this game how many how many players he's going to maybe throw out there that maybe he would be more inclined to rest. He might like." keep some guys. I think subs, a lot of subs might come in this game just to give some guys, maybe if this game is going really bad, get them out there and have them just kind of run the score, get some confidence. And yeah, then they're home I mean, to new England. And you know, this is a game. Maybe you looked at the beginning of the year and said, if we get a point, I'm happy. I think at this point it has to be a win. Uh, new England's been struggling this year. They get, they did get a two one win over Charlotte. Uh, but they have not been the dominant force they have been. Uh, Buxa has one head turned towards Europe. He hasn't been well. Uh, Josie Altidore has not really made an impact. What? Uh, uh, so this has been a, uh, this has been a, this is an opportunity. This is a moment, I think, for, um, for DC United to, uh, maybe get a bounce back and 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 get get back on track because I think this team just needs a win. The standings well, have them bottom. Um, they again still have that game in hand on most, sometimes two games in hand on most other teams. Um, they got this. this. Has to be a bounce back game. I think this has to be. This has to be a win. I, I would say you know maybe maybe I'm happy with a draw. Nope. I, I think it has to be. It has to be three points. John
0: Kempin looked great in his one nothing loss to Louisville City in his uh, Loud United <laughs> appearance. So I can't oh. wait. that's what's going to happen they gave him that start so he'd be ready for this open cup game and uh, actually uh, well i guess that would we still we can't announce romo until they figured out the the roster situation so unless they do that tonight which they haven't yet uh it's gonna be john kempen
1: yeah and i wonder and Romo, Romo Romo needs a work even if they announce it Romo needs it's two weeks away from a work permit according to golf so he's he's definitely not be ready by tomorrow ola kamara is would be eligible to play in this game correct with with i believe so i believe so I know it's I would, weird, like yeah, it's it's different rules, different countries. But yes, he would be eligible, so he I, he's gonna play. I guarantee you, yeah. he's gonna play. I, I I would like I would like for some some sort of
0: punishment meted out basically for that action. <laughs> but I also would like to win this game by a lot of goals. And he seems to be he has the scoring touch right now. So let's make our we're not gonna get into a pre we're not obviously doing a preview of Flower City Union. Uh, but what do you want to what do you want to guess the the score will be? Uh,
1: One nothing DC. Oh, I, think, boy. I, I oh. think I think I think it's going to be a struggle. I, I think these games are always going to be uh, struggles and I'm going one nothing.
0: D.C. My heart. Uh, that's that's where my head says it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to channel uh, some relentless optimism and say uh, for I'm going to give them a goal. I'm going to say four one. OK, I think that's that's where that's what I'm hoping to have happen.
1: I hope you're right. I'm just glad this is not the same time as the kickers game. That's all I got to say. Like this is like the first game in a little bit that I will actually be able to watch, sort of un, undistracted. Because yeah, I, I do be keep fun. my eyes, keep my keep my eyes on two things. It'd be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. The the, the Open Cup is always fun. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of United '96. Uh, thank you guys so so much for listening. Wherever, guys, we have merch. Buy our merch. Go to the website rfrfgees. Go to the shop. We got a lot of merch uh, representing the new podcast. Buy it. Wear it out at the stadium uh patreon.com join our show also join our twitch page uh, if you're watching on the live stream remember you get that amazon prime almost everybody in the world has amazon prime so give us one out three. of every three people in the united states has amazon prime yes did you know that it's insane so uh, <laughs> if that's <laughs> you go to
0: continue sub down here or sub for the first time in prime and if you're listening to us live right now make sure you stick with
1: us uh we're gonna we have our our next podcast can be the happier truly that's right a happier show, a happier Winnership. show, Kindred Spirits, covering, covering uh, so listening on the podcast, that'll be out on Thursday, or you can join a Patreon page, and you've, and you can listen to it right now. Thank you guys again. We will catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.